Blog Talk Radio. Okay. So I am live. And I should, there's Mike. There he is. Okay, Mike, I see you. I see you, Mike. Can you hear me? Yeah, but I'm not getting, I'm not getting a level from you. Well, the reason why you're not getting a level from me, Mike, is because I haven't, I haven't gone live. I haven't gone on the system yet because my up, okay. my system is updating. It's at one hundred percent, and I don't know how. I couldn't. I can't remember how to get to it using a website. Okay, no problem. Uh, I mean, I'm using using the iPad. So, do you want to do you want to use the iPad? Because I can go back and forth using the iPad. But you've got to tell me how do I get to it from the iPad? Where do I go? What do I do? You're talking about. Um, Number three, access three. Yeah, yeah. You need to download the program on uh, Contributor app. Contributor. No, I already have. I have the uh, iHeartRadio app. Remember, we did this before. Okay. So, yep. You open up what the little iHeart icon at the top. The iHeart icon at the top. Yeah, on the I'm top of the Contributor app, right? there's a little. Yeah, the heart with an I in it. Yeah. And then Sacramento Access. It's not doing. That's not what I did. That's what I thought I could do. Huh? It's not opening. Is that what you said? Hold on, let me. Yeah, let me see if there's another one here. That's that one. Let me go. To, let me see if there's another one. Let me see if this is the one. Nope, that's the same thing. Right, it says on um, full screen, split view, close, and that's not it. Uh, hold on, I think it's coming up. Hey, Kenneth Blackwell. Hey, Melinda. Hey, Breezy. So you guys, we're just we, we're um. So this show is being taped. This show is taped, and then it airs on Saturdays and Sundays on KBLA. But if you download the iHeart Radio app and search for the Jay King Show, uh, you can hear all my shows there. This is uh, this show is going to be on the Marvin Gaye "I Want You" album. Last week was on the "Let's Get It On" album, and the week before that was "What's Going On." Um, and so we're just talking the stories behind it. This is this this is a heavy. Um, this story is going to be heavy because of where Marvin is. Because as you know, Marvin and Anna. Uh, once Marvin, once um, what's going on? First of all. Anna had a lot to do with Marvin recording what's going on. Barry uh, hated what's going on and told Marvin he was about to mess up his career and tried to stop him from recording what's going on. So you got Barry on one end telling him he's about the biggest mistake of his, about to make the biggest mistake of his life. Then you have Anna on the other side saying this is a great record. So really, Anna and Barry are battling with each other, um, and they don't even know it because they both are in Marvin's ear. Um, and um, it's coming up. Hold on, it's coming up. It says on turn microphone. And so Marvin uh, says he's not recording anything until – the What's Going On record is released. He's not recording anything else for Motown. So Barry is saying, I'm not ever releasing that record because it's going to destroy your career. 
And Hank, who it works in uh, the sales department, hears the record, falls in love with it, not knowing that quality control said, this record is not good, Barry doesn't want it, it's not, it's not coming out. So Hank does something that he goes to Barry thinking Barry's going to listen to him. And Barry says, nope, I'm not releasing the record. So Hank says, forget that, and orders 100,000 records. They ship them on January 17, 1971. By January 21st, they're all sold. And there's a reorder for another 100,000, which makes it the biggest selling single in the history of Motown. Well, now Barry uh, sees this, and he's, he wants Marvin to go in and, and finish the album. So Marvin now is saying, no, I'm not doing nothing. So Barry and Marvin have this bet going that Marvin can't make this record in 30 days or less. They bet an undisclosed amount of money. He's not, he's not doing the regular stuff that they would normally do. He's not using the same musicians that they would normally use. He's using more jazz musicians. They're playing music that they love. They're not doing the Motown machine sound. This is Marvin Gaye doing Marvin Gaye. He has, it's a departure from anything he's done to date. And that's when Marvin starts to use his vocal um, layers. It, it doesn't happen on purpose. It's an accident. When singers are singing, they may, they, they may listen to, they may do one vocal, and if they like it, and they like the style of it, they'll get, go to another track and do another vocal. And they may do it a little different than this one. So they'll mute that vocal and just play this vocal. And then they'll keep doing that. And then they'll listen to it and make what we call a cup. Either they'll compare those vocals or they'll take different lines from different vocals and paste them together to make one vocal. Well, Marvin uh, have did one vocal and then a second vocal. And then when he did the third vocal, he told the guy to let him listen to what he did on the third vocal. Well, when he did that, he also played the second vocal too. And, and, and they were playing together for a minute before they caught it. And then Marvin and the guy stopped it and said, hey, I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to do that. And Marvin said, no, let me hear that. And that's how Marvin started layering his vocals. That's how the classic Marvin Gaye sound that we all grew up to love in the 70s happened. It was by a complete accident, and it happened on the What's Going On album. So um, Marvin, you know, he's flabbergasted by what this record does, how, how crazy this record gets. It goes crazy. It's, and it's his biggest record. It's actually the biggest record of Motown to date. He's, he has the biggest single and the biggest album in the history of Motown at that point. Another thing Marvin did was by making the What's Going On album, um, he opened up the door for Stevie Wonder to do the Music of My Mind album. So now, not only did Marvin 
free himself of the Motown machine, he also freed Stevie Wonder. 1971, What's Going On comes out. Then he does the Trouble Man soundtrack. And when he does the Trouble Man soundtrack, they only release Trouble Man as a single because the rest of it is just background music to the film itself. And so, and then Marvin is making an album called You're the Man that's still in the motif of, motif of what's going on, but he hates the record. Record, um, and so he, he, he shelves it. And then he, um, he just goes into a sabbatical. He can't, he can't write. Marvin is also growing up at this point. Because Marvin marries Anna as a 24-year-old. Anna is Barry Gordy's sister and 17 years older than Marvin. So he's 24 and marries a 41-year-old woman. Well, now Marvin is 32. Uh, He's eight years older. He's not a little boy anymore. Anna is a 49-year-old woman. And... Marvin is starting to feel himself. He just made the biggest record in the history of Motown. And, uh, and so they start to have some rifts in their relationship, a little ripple in it. And Marvin is, he, he doesn't know what to do. Creatively, he's kind of lost. And Ed Townsend comes around. And so he, he and Ed Townsend are friends. They start writing together. And Ed... Um, uh, brings what um, let's get it on, but it's not the what let's get it on that you end up hearing. It's just a song they're trying to figure out how to write it. And um, Marvin and Anna separate. Marvin is having a hard time writing. He's just come off the biggest album of his career. He's got power, but he doesn't know what to do with it. He doesn't know how to use it. And now Marvin is um, working on the Let's Get It On album. He's the biggest artist in soul music. He's got the biggest contract at Motown. And he's spinning until... Ed Townsend brings a little young girl into his atmosphere. Her name is Janice Hunter. Now, Marvin is 33, about to be 34, and he's, he's meeting, meeting this little girl who's 17. His wife is 51. So his wife is 17 years older than him. This little girl that he's in love with is 17 years younger than him. But something happens in the course of her being in the studio. Marvin, his juices start to flow. She becomes a muse for him. And the Let's Get It On album and the Let's Get It On lyrics and all that stuff start to happen. And so Marvin, on the Let's Get It On album, is between a rock and a hard place. He loves his wife. She saved him in a lot of ways. 
but he's in love with this little girl who's got his nose wide open. And the battle of love happens on the Let's Get It On album. On Let's Get It On, Marvin is walking into his love of Jan and walking out of his love of Anna. He loved them both, but he's in a different phase of his life. He's growing up. He's he's shedding all his baby skin. And, you know, Anna was his mama. That's And he loved his mama. So Anna really is his mama. And the reason why I'm telling you guys this backstory is because the computer is, 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 is booting up and it's, I can't turn it off. It's doing some updates and stuff. And um, and I just want to give you guys a backstory because uh, the I Want You album is going to be the love story of he and Jan. And because Marvin is all in on this album. So 1971 is where it all begins because it's where Marvin really starts to share the little boy in him to grow into a man. And um, and now he's going to uh, he's going to go against everything he he knows, everything he's grown up with. So um, uh, Mike. Right now, I'm looking at the iHeart app, right? Yeah. So when yeah. I look at the iHeart app, um, it's, it shows me, it says your library, stations, um, playlists, podcasts, and up top oh, it has the no, iHeart. Oh, huh? I'm sorry. It's the contributor. What, so where do I go to? Are you? I just want to make sure I understand what's happening. So you are on your iPad or you're on your laptop? Yeah, I'm on the iPad. Hey, Perk. So you should have an app or you could have an app. It's called Contributor. If you search your app for C-O-N-T. Well, let me see. Because um, we did this before, but I don't think I have – I just thought I'd use the app that I had. Yeah, called Contributor. So, so do I go to .com? Do I go to .com and get contributor? No, it needs to be set up. It's pretty complicated setup. Oh, okay. So then that's to, not what we're doing. To configure the app. Uh, yeah, and to download oh. it. It's not on the app store. Okay, then we can't do it. Okay. So I thought I'd – because before, remember when I was in L.A., we did it. Okay. Yeah, search your, search your um, apps for contributor. Let me search for contributor, okay. So let, so I'm telling you guys the story. So so you guys can um, contribute a podcast source. Uh, no. Contributor. Mm-hmm. Not contributor the Contributor open source. No. Not, not I'm the one thing. It's on, it's an application. Oh, okay. Um. So me and Mike are trying to – so let me just tell you guys. 
we're trying to, I'm waiting on the computer. So I just wanted to update you guys on what happened, on what happened. So the, the Let's Get It On album is out. Hold on, Mike, it's almost done. We couldn't complete the updates, undoing changes. Don't turn off your computer. Okay, so give us a few more minutes. So, um, so I just wanted you guys to kind of get a sense of what, of what led up to these albums because Marvin Gaye, and you should know this, Marvin Gaye doesn't start the What's Going On album. Obi Benson does. Obi Benson is in the group uh, The Four Tops. It's his song. He wants the Four Tops to do it. They say no. Then he takes it to, um, uh, uh, God, what's her name? The white girl who's a, a, a Baez, Joan Baez. She says no. He gives it to Marvin. <laughs> Marvin says the original should do it. Um, Obi says no, I want you to do it. And then Marvin starts to rewrite the song. And that's how Marvin gets. So that's how the I Want You album started. It was. Um, it was Obi Benson. When you look at Let's Get It On, that album starts with Ed Townsend. Ed Townsend bring, brings him the music and the, uh, and the idea for Let's Get It On. What Marvin does is Marvin tailors these songs to him, and that's how he becomes the writer. And Marvin takes these simple songs and turns them into incredible masterpieces. The difference in those two projects and the one that we're about to talk about tonight, the I Want You album, is this album is already complete. This project is done. This is Leon Ware's album that Marvin is about to take, flip around, turn it upside down, and turn into a whole new bag of tricks. You'd be surprised at how many people recorded songs, John, before they became hits. Just in simple productions and arrangements and how they changed. So this story, though, is, is Marvin's coming out party, so to speak. Um, um, and when it comes to his love, his love of his his love of uh, of Anna and his love um, Janice. Um, I'm I'm sorry, Dale. I wish I could have been going by now, Mike. I don't know. I, I all I can do is wait. We'll wait a few more minutes. It says we couldn't complete the updates, undoing changes. Don't turn your computer off. So I'm just gonna wait and see. Oh, okay. So if you guys okay stick around for a minute. And if you guys have any questions that you want to ask, you can ask questions right now about about the album, um, about I Want You, because um, there's some cool stories that that that'll uh, that'll blow your mind. Uh, you know, um, there's one song that Marvin Marvin loves the music and the melody. He doesn't love the lyrics. And um, the young lady who wrote the song, she comes into the studio because she's excited. She wants to hear Marvin. Uh, she wants to hear Marvin singing her song. 
and um, she's listening to the song, and she says, "Hey, he's not um he's not singing my lyrics," and um and he says, "It's Marvin," and she said, "No, but I, I don't want him to record my song," and she's a you know she's a white woman, who you know. She said, um, her name is um, um, Pam Sawyer. Hey, Donald, how you doing? And um, she said, uh, that's not my lyric. And, and he said, but hey, but it's Marvin. So she said, um, you know, um, I, I don't, I don't I, you have to understand. If I, if I go out there and tell Marvin, that you don't like what he's singing, he said Marvin. Marvin has a reputation. He tell he tells her, hey, if you if you say anything to Marvin in the process of him singing this, you know, um, Marvin won't argue with you. He'll just leave the studio, and, and you'll be looking for him. So if you don't want Marvin to change the lyrics, you got to tell him yourself. And um, she didn't tell him. And that song came out. The song was called Since I Had You. And it's on this album, and we'll play it. We, the unfortunate part is we can't play music um, during the taping because, uh, because Facebook will shut us down. But if you really want to listen to a lyric, uh, Marvin, since I had you, uh, that's a lyric, and that lyric, um, I, well, I'll tell you guys, it, I'll tell you guys in the story because it's, it's pretty cool, um, and how Marvin's lyrics would influence songs and other artists even, you know, 20 years later, 15, 20 years later, and how he, his, that one lyric that he wrote in a song that Pam Sawyer wrote, she wrote the lyric. Um, and um, he didn't like the lyric, and so he he changed the lyric. He changed the whole lyric. Just to let you guys know, if you write a song and um, somebody changed the lyric to your song, you don't have to give them writer's credit. You know, you can say you can change the lyric, but you can't have but you can't have credit. Nobody would do that to somebody like Marvin. Marvin was bigger than life. Marvin was the biggest R&B artist of the era. Uh, in soul music, there was nothing bigger than Marvin in, in the um, you know, early and mid-70s. He was, he was the biggest thing going. And, you know, in death, Marvin is bigger now than, than um, when he was alive. Marvin is iconic, and, you know, the, the What's Going On album is the number one album in the history of music, so says uh, Rolling Stone magazine in their top 500 albums of all time. Uh, Donald Cooper said, I was riding around my bicycle in South Central the day Marvin was killed in Los Angeles. Thanks for this segment. I'm going to tell you where I was when Marvin was killed. I was, um, I was working in Anchorage or in Juneau, Alaska. I was a page in the Senate legislature. 
I was the first black page. That's right. First black page that they ever hired in Alaska. Really? Cool. Mm -hmm. Big Fisher. Big Fisher was the senator who um, who picked me and um, and pulled me in. Did you want to get into politics? Yes. Yes, I did. Hmm. But not the dirty consider game. running for mayor of Sacramento. No. <laughs> you should consider um, running for oh. governor of California. No. Uh, no. You should consider running for Senate. No. I'm not running for anything. Well, you don't have the ambition. No. You're, you're too hard on yourself. I see. I see why. I see the problem. What's the problem? <laughs> you're down on yourself. You're, you're, you don't have. You don't give yourself any credit. Uh. What do you mean I don't give myself any credit? You have you 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 should do it. I wouldn't I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't do that to to myself. Um or to uh to y'all because I'll be cussing people out. If we start right now. <laughs> you're, you're right. So uh, John Beckman asked me, what do I think, how much do I think, um, how much do I think um, what's going on has has earned to date? Uh, the song, John, it's hard to say, but it has to be in the billions. Now, you know, a lot of people think that they would want me to run for office, but I'm going to tell you why a lot of people wouldn't want me to run and why they would they would be mad at me. If I did run, um, because I wouldn't be exactly what anybody wanted me to be. I would be my own thing, and um, and you can't be your own thing. You gotta you gotta satisfy the people, and and you have to you have to be willing to lie, and um, and I ain't willing to do it. See. I would call the black community out on this bullshit. I would call the white community out on this bullshit. I would call the Asian and the Hispanic community out on this bullshit. The native and the immigrants, the women and the lesbians and the LGBTQ. I would, um, I would, um, <laughs> John Beckman said, would I still be able to call you a prick if you ran for office? John Beckman, you call me. You, you can call me anything you want to. It's just <laughs> whether you're gonna be on a plane, and if you call me a prick, why are you on that? Why are you on that plane? And you know, and I got a little Putin in me. The <laughs> Oh my! <laughs> you know. <laughs> Um, so you guys, we're just waiting for the computer to to reboot right now. So we're through the hard part now. It's um, it's booting up. Um, yeah, Terry Lewis said you're too honest to be a politician. Exactly, Terry. They don't. We, you know, as a community, 
as as a as a country, we aren't ready for honesty. We we um we we like to lie, and and the reason why I say that is because if Joe Biden was on the stick, he wouldn't be shit on the stick. Um, and so I know that uh, that we like Joe Biden because we lie to ourselves, and because we're so used to politicians lying to us that, you know, so, and, and, and Donald Trump is, is horrible. The fact that Donald Trump even got to be president just lets you know how fucked up the country is, right? So, but just imagine, Donald Trump is running against Joe Biden. Joe Biden is a white man who didn't just support the crime bill. He wrote it, and he bragged about it. So, and the crime bill was one of the most egregious bills ever written against black men in the history of bills being written. Then you got Donald Trump, who called some young black and, and brown boys animals, wanted them under the jail, even after they found out that those boys were wrongly accused and convicted. Donald Trump is also the same white man that don't want black folks living in his, in his properties. So when you start looking at, you know, and then we look at this kid who shoots up um, a Dollar Tree, and we, and we want to make that kid an evil, nasty person. But that kid didn't come up out of nowhere. He came up from the dirt of America. And the dirt of America, and, and the core of it, and it's dirt. Racism, bigotry, bias, prejudice, it's not, that's where it was born. It's in the air. And so, you know, you know, I, I, don't, I don't walk around here saying, you know, what's wrong, we should be better, we should, no. Oh. Um, you know, we, um. This thing is deeper than him. It's in our government. And our government was the criminal. Our government is the criminal. Our government has always been the criminal. Our government promoted, participated in, and protected criminal acts against its own citizens, against its own U.S. citizens. So when people say, they want me to, you know, especially when, when white folks say that, they, that I love you to be in office. No, you wouldn't, because if I was in office, um, I'm going to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. It's going to be, and some of the truth is going to help you, and some of the truth is going to hurt you. And black folks don't want me 
in office because I'm going to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. And some of it is going to help you, and some of it is going to hurt you. And every community would look at me the same. They they would, you know, they won't, they want me on the stuff that helped them. They don't want to have nothing to do with me on the stuff that hurt them because we ain't really fair. We're not, we're, not, we're not fair and equitable. We're not liberty and justice and all that bullshit that, that we got in the, the – we're not none of it. And, and um, even in politics, you know, uh, black politicians use their race to, to move themselves ahead with black people, you know, uh, and, and we and so now we we we've um we're so segregated and cut up, and you know um and then you know then we then we make up words like woke and uh uh, uh, uh critical race theory CRT uh, critical race theory is a fucking law course, but we're trying to make that part of and and and, and the game know it. The hustle game know that by saying CRT, that critical race theory, and, and trying to kind of trying to convolute it with Black history, and and, and they, so they use these words that they know are triggers for other groups. So CRT is a trigger for other groups. Um, uh, 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 black history is a trigger for other groups. I want true American history. I just want true American history. I just want us to tell the truth about who we are historically as America. Let's just be truthful. We do that, then we don't have to have black history, and we don't have to have um, Asian history, Hispanic history. We just have true American history. That kind of says something, though, that so, we, we need honesty because nobody's being honest. It's all just Yeah, but, but we, so, Mike, so, so, Mike, so you say we need honesty, but then I say something about Trump that I believe is honest, and you don't like it because you don't – because you don't uh, – you're not affected by it because you're not black. You know, uh, so so – I wouldn't if you said something about Trump, I would not take it personally because I know and respect you and I know where it's coming from as opposed to just of a spin that's out there and the, the party politics. And then it's all just not genuine. You're genuine. So that's the difference. But, I mean, so, so Mike, so, let's, so, let, so let's, let's stop it right there then. So you say I'm genuine, and you like that. But if you had to Respect be it. honest, Mike, if you had to mm-hmm. be honest, and the way I speak, if I was in a group of conservative white people, what do you think the response would be to what I'm saying? About Trump? About Trump, about, hey, Lisa, about racism, about bigotry, about prejudice, about bias, 
about the about the the the, uh, the foundation of this country and its inequities. Um, not target. You would be a target. The biggest person targeting you, the biggest group. I'm sorry, would be the Democrats. So, um. Because because you don't fit in their box and they can't control you. They they but need I don't control. fit in I don't fit in the Republican box. But I'm you, not gonna carry y'all water. You guys but, yeah, you guys need water carriers. I said the biggest target, you would be the the biggest target for the Democrats. Maybe in this state, yeah. Because because definitely you would get that small because, office in the on, but that's in the because sixty six percent of the state is Democrat though, so of course that that that's going to be true. But even in D.C., welcome to Congress. This is how we're going to vote. We support this. And if you don't do that, then you're going to be the target. And that's sad. That's not America. Well, but you know what. But that's the same thing with the with the Republicans. If you didn't say uh, no, that Donald no, Trump, I don't agree. yes, I don't. If agree. you didn't listen, I don't agree let me tell you what. Okay, so Mike, Mike, Mike let me let's, let's back it up then. Mike, those black women, the mother and daughter, that said um, that they said was uh, giving votes to Joe Biden. They found it not to be true. Not the Democrats, the Republicans. The Republicans that uh, that um, you, you what? I, I'm not sure if I I'm not sure what you're referring to. The the two ladies. Okay, during the ballot box, they said that these this black woman and her mother were stuffing the ballot box. That they were putting votes in Joe Biden's favor and not Donald Trump. Judy, Rudy Giuliani, uh, it's part of the reason oh. why they're in trouble in, um, in Georgia. So the reason why they said that is because those, those ladies were just doing a the job. They weren't Trump supporters. So it, it's, what I'm saying is you become a target for, for either party. You, won't, you become a party. Um, you become, I was going to make – no, I was going to make the point that I think, you know, Republicans are more inclusive and they don't fall in line. And the biggest and perfect example is when McCarthy was trying to be voted in or you know, campaigning for House Speaker, people were saying no, 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 no. But when Hakeem Jeffries stood up and had the majority vote, everyone, whatever the number was, to zero. Because, well, that's because the, because the Republicans. They wanted you. You got a battle going on with the Republicans, who are for Trump and who yeah. are against Trump. So, yeah. so and it was so okay. That's I guess but that's okay. a skewed argument. Okay if you had the same kind of battle happening with the Democrats, you would have got the same thing. So you, you can't skew the argument. You no. can't make apples. Yeah, one. Yeah, apples and oranges. You got one party that's battling within itself because Donald Trump controls the party, and there are people inside the party that want the party to be back how they want it, how it's always been, and they're fighting. Within the Democratic Party, 
you have their, their game is already in place. Um, Johnny D says no, they might know exactly what you're talking about. Mike and Reese like to play dum-dums when it's convenient. I'm not playing dum-dums. No, no, no. You, there is no room for dissent in the Democrat Party. Just ask Josh Harder. Just ask Ami Berra. They, you cannot. There is no room for dissent. Nancy Pelosi ruled that way, but you can descend. You can descend in the, the GOP. You can. And they fight all the time. That's why we lose. That's why the, the, the GOP loses, because we divide ourselves and shoot ourselves in the foot, so to speak. John Beckman said, Jay, do you believe the black vote will be stronger for Trump this go-round versus the last two elections? Um, John Beckman said, Jay, do you believe the black vote will be stronger? I, um, I, don't, I don't think it will be stronger, but I don't think it's going to be weakened. How about that? I don't think it's going to be stronger. I, but I don't think it's going to be weakened. But I do think that people that are on the fence, if Joe Biden is the nominee for the Democratic uh, Party, people that were on the fence, people that that don't like either one of them but would, would hold their nose and vote for Joe, will now hold their nose and vote for Trump. I believe if... Joe Biden and Donald Trump are the two candidates. Um, Donald Trump beats Joe Biden this time around. I believe if the Democrats want to win, then Newsom has to be the nominee against Trump because youth will win. Um, John Beckman said, okay, he receives 8%. In my opinion, it will be higher next time. Well, um, I heard. I know. I hear what you're saying. I don't think it's going to be any more than the same thing, John. I don't think it's going to be. Um, I, I think the same way. Donald Trump, his racism, his bigotry, his prejudice, and his biases. He he he's more emboldened now. Uh, and Donald Trump uh, thinks he's better than black folk, and he come off as that. He don't. Donald Trump don't pick black folk to be in his cabinet to high, have high positions. He, put, he picked black folk to be in his cabinet to, to be puppets for what he wants to do, and I think black people see that. Um, I wouldn't vote for Trump. Um, I just, um, I just um, um, I, and, I won't, and I won't vote for um, Biden. I'll vote for another, for another party. God bless America. Yeah. Um, if, if, until America is honest and brings brings us real candidates, because you so you want me to believe that in all of these of, of this land, these 330 million plus people, these are the two best people for this job. I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. Um, did you Johnny see? Said, Tell did you see when, that I think um, that I think seventy to eighty percent of white suburban women will vote for Biden. Those suburban women are tired of Trump's bullshit. What do you think about that, Mike? 
I think that um, <laughs> are, are they are they married? Have they paid taxes lately? Uh, he just said seventy to eighty percent of white suburban women will vote for Biden. Do you agree with that or not? Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that's what the stats say. White men, well, men and white men vote Republican. Single white women vote Democrat. White married women vote Republican on, in in majority, but there's just a lot. All the, it's the single women, and um, and the, the staunch staunch Democrats. Who Terry was, Lewis said the main problem is the Senate and Congress. They must have term limits, and I agree. They need to have term. Limits I agree, because they stay in. True, you know, that's where all the corruption comes in. You know, they're able to, to you know, lay a foundation and do and do whatever they want. I hate that we can't do this show, Mike. This this um this Good. computer is still doing this thing. Do you want to um? No problem. Can we try? Can we try tomorrow? Or no? Uh, you busy can we do a best of? Because it's a short week. I think we're actually closed on Friday, so it's already just a short week. Damn it. Okay, give me a few minutes. I'm sorry. Are we recording this conversation? Yeah. Send this. Give me some Um, What time is it? We still need like 10 more minutes. Did you see the video of Trump going through uh, Atlanta neighborhood on his way to be arrested? Did you see that video? No. Okay. No. Um, so let me say this, though. If we want America to be different, if we want America to be different, we individually, we have to be the difference in America. The people have to start exercising their power. And that is the, that's the greatest crime that takes place in America is People don't exercise their power. Black community, we don't exercise our power. We don't vote. We don't we don't involve ourselves in campaigns, and we don't we don't pool our money together to get behind the candidate. So when people are elected, and then we say, well, they didn't do nothing for us. He didn't do nothing for us. She didn't do nothing for us. We didn't do nothing for them. We didn't put money on the wood. We got to put money on the wood. We, got, we don't have an ask. So tell me, tell me the time that you got with community members and, and ask for something that you guys need. Sometimes, um, Tavis, when we talk about, when you say freedom ain't free and wars make changes, sometimes the war ain't, uh, you know, it's not a physical war. It's a mental war. It's you just pulling back. Stop spending. Stop participating in the process. I remember Mo Austin from Warner Brothers. He was the chairman of the board. And I wanted to fight Mo because I only understood how the resolution sometimes was by fighting. And so I wanted to fight Mo. 
because I, we had an issue we had to resolve. And Mo Austin looked at me, and he was tapping his pencil on his desk, and he said, my fights aren't physical. And I never had another hit record at Warner Brothers again. So we have to start making our fights by voting. We, we, we say we're not going to vote. We think it hurts them. It don't hurt them. It hurt us. We don't exercise our power. We don't, we don't back a, a, a candidate. And when we don't back a candidate, we think it hurts them. It don't. It hurt us because we don't have anybody carrying our water for us. We say, I'm not going to give so-and-so no, any money. I'm not giving anybody money. When, when you don't do that, and just imagine, if you had a 1,000 people in your crew and each of you put $10 in the kitty every month, you guys would have $10,000 a month. In a year, you'd have $120,000. And when candidates came, to speak to you, and they knew you were a thousand strong, that means your effect could be up to 10,000 people. That each one of you touched 10 others. Plus, you got money. Plus, you, you understand the issues and you have an ask. There's 66,000 people in District 2 in, in, in Del Paso Heights. All you need is a thousand of them. That's less than two percent. But we won't do we won't do that work. We want everything to come to us. Listen, there's a debt that's owed to us for the crimes that have been committed against us that our government is going to have to pay if this country is going to make it. Right now, America is in a nosedive. And it's about to hit the ground and explode. And the only way that's going to change is if America is honest enough to say, we made mistakes. There's a debt we owe. Black folk alone would change the GDP in America, and we would invigorate the economy. Because nobody spends like us. We're number one per capita. And nobody saves less than us. When it comes to not saving, we're number one per capita. So if we just started to invest, we would start changing the economy here. If we invested, watched our spending, involved ourselves in politics, and started and, and stopped talking about the black community, like that's where we are now. We're in a very integrated world. Stop talking about Black Wall Street. Black Wall Street ain't where you want to be. You want to be on Green Wall Street. Stop talking about black business. Be a good business who just happens to be owned by a black man or black woman. Stop talking about black history. Start talking about true world history. Make America tell the truth about her history. We keep letting America off the hook by specializing shit to us. The debt that she owes, 
has to be paid. John Beckman said, I have to be honest, Jay, I don't see that happening in our lifetime after the California Committee on Reparations this year. It seems to have gone nowhere. Because, John Beckman, it was never built to go anywhere. That ain't what it was about. It was a show. It, it was a pretend. You know how I knew it was a pretend? Because they called it reparations, number one. White folk ain't getting behind that. You want to win. You got to have white folk on your side. You got to decide, do I want to win? Do I want to be right? I want to win. So I'm not calling it reparation. I'm going to call it debt. White folk understand debt. There's a debt owed. White folk understand that. That's number one. Number two, they only have black folk on there and one Japanese guy. They ain't serious. I, I only make up 6% of the population in California. 13.8% of the population in the United States. They're not going to pay me a reparation. But guess what? If you have white, Asian, Hispanic, Native, immigrant, Jewish, and black on that panel, and you said there's a debt owed for the crimes that were committed, and then you started laying out the criminal activity of this government, and when they start talking about C CTR, you said, no, I don't believe in CTR, critical race theory, or CRT. Uh, CRT. Critical race theory isn't our history. I don't want to talk about black history. I want to talk about true American history. You would take so many arguments away. You would take so many you would take so many arguments away. People couldn't argue about stuff because you would take them away. And you would deal with facts and truth. And when you deal with facts and truth and logic, and you don't do it in an emotional fashion, very methodical, very tailored. very succinct manner, people will listen to you different. I mean, it's simple. Have you ever talked to somebody and they start yelling at you? What do you do? You tune them out. But if you're talking to somebody and they're measured and tempoed and soft with you, and if they listen to you, too, it becomes different. John Beckman said, I agree, Jay. So California simply wasted money on that cause. You said it was a show. That money could have been better spent. A lot of it is, uh, is a show, John. This is, this is what we want. We want a show. It's what we used to. Why do you think everybody is all up in arms about Donald Trump being arrested. It's a show. Why do you think we make um, Donald Trump the bad guy? He's the worst guy. No, he's not. America is the worst. He's a product, a byproduct of what America is, what she's always been. Donald Trump ain't the first racist white man you've been in contact with. And he won't be the last. Guess what happened, John? I mean, guess what happened, um, Mike? 
The computer just came back. <laughs> do you want to do it? Okay. Do you want to do a show? Huh? No, this is good. I'd like to keep this. We okay. we say goodbye. It's um. We'll just we'll just do. If you don't mind, we'll just I'll just cut this up. Okay, and then we'll come back with the Marvin Gaye. Cause I got to do my my. I want you next week then. Yeah, I got it. I I totally agree. Um, so we can talk about this, and we can say, look, you know, the Donald Trump thing. So so this is my take on Donald Trump. My take on Donald Trump is this. Nothing's going to happen. Uh, the only thing that's going to happen with this is um, that they're, they're hoping that people will look at Donald Trump from a different set of eyes and say, we don't want him as president. Um, Johnny D said, King, I'll tell you what you got real, though, that booking photo of Donald Trump's mugshot. Uh, that's that's there's nothing there, nothing burger. Um, Mike, um, John Beckman said, "What are your thoughts on the debt being paid? What do you what think are my about thoughts that? on the debt being paid?" Yeah, um, I th- I think it's justified, and I've said before, I think it's a federal issue, a hundred percent, and it'll never so happen Mike on says, the federal level. It's too expensive. Yeah, and I so this is another thing that we're, we're, where I think we're doing it wrong. I don't think states should pay this debt. This is a federal government issue. And Mike is right. Mike said that he agrees on the debt, that there's a debt owed. But he said it should be paid at the federal level. And we shouldn't make the debt be just about money. The debt ain't just about money. And that's why when I... You know, when I do, um, when I talk about this debt that's owed, I talk about it from from the standpoint of finances, education, health, home ownership, business, um, mental health, because um, because all those things happen to us. I also think that it should be a smorgasbord. It shouldn't be just, you know, one size fits all. Everybody should be able to pick from three categories. So, you know, if you know, um, if some people need money, they get, you know, they get $350,000 one time. If you got um, some back taxes, some back tax debt, old school debt, you get to erase that. Um, you don't have to pay taxes for 10 years. Uh, you get free health care for 10 years. You get 25% down payment grant for a home. You get free college and tuition. Um, you get a 1% business loan. You can pick from, you can pick three of those things, but you can't have all of them. And and it will be based on, you know, um, what your need is. I don't want no money. I would rather have no taxes for 10 years, and so I pay no taxes. So all the money that I generate um, will go to me, and I can turn it into whatever I want to turn it into. 
Tavis Miller said, Black Wall Street proved we can support ourselves without government involvement or white folks. Uh, that was in the 1900s, Tavis. You, you can't, I don't, I don't deal with yesterday. I'm a tomorrow guy. Um, we, uh, not only do we need the government, and not only do we need white folk involvement, we need everybody because we are in an integrated society. And so we can't talk about wanting to be integrated and then segregating ourselves. Part of the reason why our communities are falling apart is because of that thinking. So, no, I'm an American. I want 100% of the benefit of being an American. I'm an American who happens to be a black man. But you don't get to relegate me to a black America, a little sliver of America. No, nah, that shit don't work for me. Um, uh, Nikki the Poet said, right, and as you shared before, the three items selected are staggered out um, person to person, not just everyone dispersed at once. Um, uh, hey, Tavis, Tavis said integration hasn't worked. Of course it hasn't for you, but for those of us who are integrated, it hasn't worked for me. What's happening, Michael? What's happening, William King? Um, so if it hasn't worked for you, then, then stay segregated. See how that worked out for you. I don't believe in racism, bigotry, prejudice, or bias, irrespective of who it's coming from. Whether it's white folk, white folk spewing the hate, black folk spewing the hate, brown, yellow, it don't matter to me. So uh, I don't, I don't live in that world. I'm, I'm not, and um, and and then and, and you know what? And I, what I love about this Tavis is. We're not a monolith. So you keep doing what you do. And I'm going to do what I do. I live in a very integrated world. My friends are diverse. I'm, so diversity, equity, and inclusion. Hey, Rod, what's happening? I don't have to work for that. I don't have to try to be diverse, equitable, or inclusive. My friends are of all walks, all ilks, all financial backgrounds, all religious and uh, uh, political background, and I don't, and I, and I, and I ain't mad at somebody who says, you know, I just want to be with white people or I just want to be with black people. Go do what you do. We probably ain't walk, walking in the same circles anyway. It ain't a big deal. I don't want to disrupt nobody's life because ain't nobody gonna disrupt mine. And if people find happiness in just being around people that look, think, act, and smell like them, that's their business. Um, Professor Keone said, um, Kane, I think Donald Trump will be found guilty on more than half the charges combined across four different jurisdictions. Well, um, this is, you know, um, I don't, um, I don't count on a system that's been unjust, unfair, and unpredictable to do anything that I think it's going to do. Tavis Miller said, "John, we're already segregated." Um, I'm not. I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm not segregated. I don't know if if you guys are living in. If any of you all are living in segregation, that's 
That's your business. Michael Niner Jordan says, segregation is not good. Go back south, and I guarantee you that you will kiss the ground of California once you go experience that shit. I've been back south, Michael Niner Jordan. Um, I don't, again, if you marry yourself to the construct that that is in this world, and you put yourself around that energy, that's going to happen. It's going to take an integrative solution. We are part of the fabric of this country. It's going to take all hands on deck. That's right, Rod. Every, everybody, everybody, everybody got to put money on the wood. Everybody got to put, you know, uh, a hump in their back. Um, Monkey says, I fear the noble belt are still here in the 1950s. Um, Terry Lewis says, let's say Trump is found guilty and can't run for office. We can't forget about DeSantis, who is just as bad as Trump. Um, well, uh, he can't. The, the cold part about it, uh, Terry, is that we've already been told that even if he even if he is found guilty, he can still run for office. So that's the scary part, is that he can still run for office. Um, I don't know if you've been watching um, the debates or anything, but DeSantis is the last thing you have to worry about. Uh, he can't tie his shoes. Uh, Janet Marie said, every color of the rainbow was united in Jacksonville, Florida, ready to whoop DeSantis. That's, why my sister to- that's what my sister told me. She was there. Uh, Michael Donner Jordan said, just seeing how they move back there in public is very black and white. Because we have a system, Michael Niner Jordan, that we have to address, and we lie. We have a government that lies. We, are, we live in a country of lies. And, uh, again, I'm going to say this to you guys. If America doesn't pay the debt she owes for the crime she committed, if we don't have the conversation about race in, in a real way, then uh, where people can get it off their back, there's, there's um, black folk with a monkey on their back. There's some white folk out there with a monkey on their back. There's some immigrants out there with a monkey on their back. If, if people aren't allowed to, to, to say what they want to say, if Tavis Miller ain't allowed to, to, to let you know how he feel and why he feel that way, this thing ain't going to last. This thing won't last. And... I'm saying it to you now because one day you're going to be right in the middle of it unless we change. This was supposed to be about Marvin Gaye, but um, the computer just started, just came up, and Mike Mike wants to do, Mike likes to do the political stuff because it's easy for him to cut when he has to cut all the music stuff up. It's a lot of work. <laughs> this is really good. Jay, would you would you um, wrap it up? Will you just say thanks to everybody? Goodbye. It is Labor Day weekend, so okay. Do you want to say that? Anything Labor Day? Just yeah, like short that. thirty okay, seconds. Okay, so let me do this right here. This, well, let me just do this first. This show is sponsored by Highlands Community Charter School. If you're 22 years or older, uh, without a high school diploma, Highlands Community Charter School is where you ought to be. Not only will they help you earn your high school diploma. They'll help you find a career pathway, and it doesn't cost a dime, just time and effort. 916-844-2283 is number. 916-844-2283. And remember, it's never too late to get your life in order. 
this show was sponsored. Oh, uh, you're tuned into the J King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. My name is J King. We're talking politics. Uh, today I was supposed to do another Marvin Gaye show, but we had some glitches and difficulties, and so we decided to keep it political and talk about what's happening right now with well, within our country politically, uh, the racial uneasiness that, that's in front of us and all of the um, all of the upheavals and are we paying attention to where this country is, to what this country might be turning into? Because we have to. We have to start paying attention to what's happening before it's too late. And we we still can do something about it. How many how many breaks do I need to make for you, Mike? Would you just give me like um, two, maybe? You know, I'll replay. I'll I'll cut them and use them again. Um, okay. You got listen to the King Show. We'll be right back. That's all I need. Okay. Okay. You're tuned into the J King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. My name is J King. We'll be right back. And how many of that one more time? Yes. You're tuned into the J King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. My name is J King, and we'll be right back. And then, I, just so you know, I'm going to cut out all references to Marvin Gaye. We'll, we'll pick that up next right. time. I, I'm, I'm basically okay. going to start with um, your politics. Start, you know, people want me to run for governor, mayor, whatever it was exactly. Yeah. Um, so just so you know, I'm going to cut out all references to Marvin. And then um, – Well, I think it's that. Will you will, – I'll, I'll just – wait, what? I said I figured that. Okay, cool. I figured and then, you all. will you just open the show? with hi labor day okay who you are okay. and then i'll pick okay. it up from there you ready uh, okay one minute you're tuned into the uh good uh good evening good afternoon good morning good whatever it is for you i hope it's good my name is jay king and you're tuned into the jake and you're tuned into the jay king show at kbla talk 1580 today we got a good one for you you know we've been talking about marvin gay the last few weeks I just wanted to give you guys a break and just really get into what's happening politically in this country. Uh, my name is Jay King. I'm the president of the California Black Chamber of Commerce. I'm also uh, the leader and founder of the group Club Nouveau. I do this radio show here on KBLA, but I also do a radio show on 97.5 FM KBEE, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays from 3 to 6 p.m. And I do a morning podcast from uh, – 8 to 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time on the J. King Network. I can also be seen on Facebook Live at J. King number three, the number three. And uh, today we're going to get into a political discussion just about where we are, what's happening in our community, and what we need to do to be politically engaged. How was that? Love it. I can hear it. That's perfect. Okay. Yeah. So that's it? Yeah, we don't. And yeah, I think that's it. Uh, you don't need anything meet else? Again. Yeah, meet again uh, next week. This is going to be good. Everybody needs to tune in to hear how this comes out. Okay. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the show, and um, 
I love doing uh, the music shows, but I also like doing the political shows, the shows that we don't, as a community, we don't involve ourselves in. We have to involve us, involve ourselves in politics, finance, investing. We have to change the thought process in the way our communities are seen uh, to other people. And then we have to plug into the mainframe of America. I'm plugged into the mainframe. I want you to be plugged into the mainframe. This is the land of milk and honey, and there's a lot of milk and honey that we help to create that we need to partake in. My name is Jay King. You're tuned into the Jay King Show at KBLA Talk 1580. I'll see you next week. Good night. How was that? Yep, there it was. That's the close. Okay, good. So I can download this, right? I can wait off the cloud on the backside of Blog Talk, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll do that. Yeah, cool. Thanks. Thanks for doing that. I do love the political ones because you're really smart and really respected. And we need to hear it. Um, so tomorrow, so anybody who hasn't listened, so let me tell you guys, if you haven't listened to the show before, I do Kings in the Morning from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Monday through Friday. Uh, this show airs on KBLA Talk 1580 in Los Angeles on um, Saturday midnight, I believe, and then Sunday morning. So if you want to hear this show, though, and shows like this, go to iHeartRadio, download the iHeartRadio app, and then search for The J. King Show, and then follow me. And all of my shows are there. You can listen to all of them. And I talk about everything uh, from music to politics to money uh, to self-awareness, all of it. Jay, what flavored chapstick does Mike like? I want to send him some. Thanks. <laughs> John Beckman wants to know. What huh? I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Um, I, I <laughs> I think maybe he's trying to say that you kiss him, that you kissing my butt or something like that. Oh, uh, okay. I was in the desert over the weekend, not, uh, and I had chapped lips. I think I had strawberry earlier. I pulled it out of my bag. <laughs> I get it. Um, Christy Brown says politics, Oklahoma bomb threats, and all the different threats to school is really blowing my mind. We're going to have to take a look at that and discuss a little bit, Jay, at some point in the future since. It's all fresh right now. <laughs> this is America. I don't know if you guys know this or not, but this should happen every day in America. This is who we are. This is what it is. What it is is a low-down feeling, what it is from left to right. Aretha Franklin already told you that. You got the rock steady. Call this song exactly what it is. I never – there is nothing – about um, America that surprises me when it comes to racism, bigotries, prejudices, and biases. That's who she is. That's who she's always been. And it's not until she, um, she acknowledges those things so she can correct them that they'll be corrected. She'll continue to be that thing. She, she won't be able to help it. She can't help it if she wanted to. She wouldn't help it even wish she could. She can't help it if she wanted to. She wouldn't help it. 
America, a cold game, Mike. Yeah. America, the cold game. All right. So we good? Yeah, really good. Thank you. Okay. All right, sir. Thank you. All right. Yeah, thanks. Have a good weekend. All right, bye.